What's up? What's up, insightful gang? Come on into the room. Come on in. Come on in. Right now, I just see one person online, but we'll give y'all a few minutes to come on in and get situated. As always, let us know that you're here by dropping something in the comments, an emoji, a hello, <laughs> whatever. We just want to be able to acknowledge you like we always do. We hope that y'all are having a good evening, a blessed week so far. And all that good stuff. While we're waiting for more people to kind of log on, we can go ahead and introduce ourselves for any new viewers that might be watching us. So I am your girl, Shaniquia, AKA S. AKA L. And together we are Insightful Conversations with S and L. And this is a very special episode because this is our season finale episode Yay! of season two. Can y'all believe that we finished? Can you believe it? We have finished season two. So we're hoping that y'all going to enjoy tonight's episode because we feel like it's going to be really fun. But as always, like I said, comment when y'all come in. Make sure that y'all like this video, share it, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already done so. And also make sure you listen to us on all major audio podcast platforms. Okay, we got our first person in the building. What's up, D? Friend to the show, Damon. Thank you for joining us this Thank evening. You. All right. Any others, feel free to come on and chat. But you want to go ahead and get started? Let's get started, cuz. Okay, so well, how have you been doing? First of all, you've been doing all right. I have been a okay. Um, as you know, I've been hecka busy um with our summer academy program, uh, with our pre-collegiate students, uh grades nine through twelve, um, who joined us this summer um for a residential uh component, and so to say the least, I've had some very early, early, early morning hours and some very late, 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 late nights. Um, on okay, not, okay, not the Marsha Ambrosia song. Yes, honey, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. I'm sorry, but okay. And she's actually one of my favorite artists. Okay. But yes, I've just okay. been, been, been at work and things like that. So we're on the downswing of, um, of things. So to say the least, I am quite excited. Um, have I enjoyed my students? Most definitely. But am I also ready for a break and some me time? Yes. How about yourself, cuz? How you been doing? I feel you. Um, I've been doing pretty well. Still trying to adjust to being back at work <laughs> in the office after being remote for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm starting to slowly but surely get used to it. Um, I'm happy that we are still going to have some remote days in addition to being in the office. So I'm happy about that too. So it's not like I have to be in the office full time. So I still get a chance to work from home. Well, that's what's up. You can't beat that. Can't yeah, beat so, that. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. All right. Well, while we continue to wait for people to get in the room, we can go ahead and get started with our topic of discussion. But before we do that, let's go with our 
your favorite and mine, Buzzworthy Topic segment. So, Lakeisha, what's been buzzworthy in your week? So there's been a lot going on as far as the news uh, is concerned. And because um, the episode tonight is centered around all things music, um, what, what, what better topic of discussion as far as buzzworthy topics is concerned um, than none other than the baby? Um, I'm, part, I'm pretty sure a lot of you all have heard about the controversy um, that is surrounding um, the baby and the remarks um, that he made um, at the Rolling Loud Music Festival this past weekend in Miami. Um, to say the least, uh, his comments were false. They were insulting uh, when it comes to gay men, gay women. Uh, you know, he talked about um, HIV and AIDS and even spoke very crudely um, about uh, women. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the most surprising things um, that I saw, um, and these are artists, you know, Shaniqua, that you and I. Oh, Keisha, did I lose you? Down the stigma around right. HIV and not spread it. As musicians, it is our job to bring people together um and like i said a lot more people um actually um you know shared um their disbelief um with regards to you know the comments that the baby made as well um even madonna going on instagram and uh she commented that if you're going to make health uh hateful comments towards the lgbtq plus community about hiv and aids then you need to get your facts straight Mm -hmm. um, so to say the least, um, you know, Shaniqua and I have had a episode around cancel culture and things of that nature. Um, and unfortunately, there are some people that are counseling him um, with regards to sponsorships. Um, he's been he's been pulled out um, of a number of upcoming um, shows um, that he was supposed to perform at and things of that nature. But at the same time, when you've been given a platform um, and things like that, then you have to be mindful of what it is that you say and how you proceed. And um, unfortunately, this is not the first time that he's been caught up in controversy and he said some things that have offended uh, people. Um, but like I said, this particular incident has definitely, uh, like I said, sent some shockwaves, uh, not only through Hollywood, but just the just people in general and things like that. How do you feel about this story, cuz, or have you heard anything about it? Oh, no, I have. I, and I've been following it very closely, actually, on social media. Um, let me just start off by saying this. I didn't even know who he was because um, I always would get him confused with the other one, little Baby. So I couldn't even tell you what song the baby has. I just remember that he was on a few songs, I think, with Megan the Stallion. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I kind of found out about him. And like you, I agree with you. I feel like his statements was very insensitive, very monotonistic, um, and just homophobic and for no reason at all. And people always want to talk about, you know, you have freedom of speech. Yes, yeah. that's true. But be prepared for the consequences that comes with that freedom of speech. And when I first, because I saw the rant that he did on... Um, 
his concert. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to figure out like, where was this coming from? Like, what was the reason? Like, I didn't get what he was trying to do with it. I don't know if that was supposed to be to try to get the crowd hype, get audience participation, whatever. I don't know. I didn't understand the point of it. I just thought it didn't make any sense. Um, I feel like what you should have did was just sat there and just played your music, sang your song and got off the stage. Or if you did want to do crowd participation, at least say, you know, throw your hands in the air, wave around like you just don't care or something like that to get the crowd pumped, but not not comments like that. That really didn't make any sense at all. And then I think the part that people are really pissed about with him was that he really didn't apologize at first. It was kind of like, oh, no, y'all just really kind of misinterpreted what I was saying, this, that, and the other. But then it took different artists, like basically Mm -hmm. counseling him, like Madonna, Elton John. And you know you you messed up if Madonna, Elton John come out. Oh, yeah. These legends. Let me just start there. And then... That's when he finally decided to want to issue an apology. Once you realize that you got dropped from all these major music festivals and sponsorships and things like that. So personally, I don't think the apology was um, was genuine. genuine. I don't. Um, I think you're just doing that because, you know, you don't lost your bag. You lost your money and you're trying to do whatever you need to do to save face. I agree. So I was not here for the comments. And um, there are some people that are defending him that still continue to support them. You, you, by all means, you can do that. I personally wasn't supporting him before this. I'm not going to be supporting him during this, and I won't be supporting him after this. So that's my take on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, I don't necessarily didn't necessarily know who he is. Um, I can't tell you the first song. Uh, with the baby, you probably will play a song and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I've heard it. Uh, but would I say that he is an artist that I listen to? Uh, most definitely not. Um, he's not necessarily um, my take when it comes to to music. But I hope that, you know, this is a lesson learned um, for him. If he does not have a PR team, you know, hopefully he will invest um, in one and people that can help him, you know, when it comes to what he tends to put out. Um, And it's sad, you know, because his ignorance has basically cost him, you know, millions upon millions of dollars um, as a result. So that's my stand upon this whole situation surrounding the baby. Yeah. So next buzzworthy topic, um, the Olympics. You've been watching the Olympics? I have been watching the Olympics. Okay. Well, I haven't. <laughs> I just been um, <laughs> I just been keeping up with maybe certain stuff like when they talk about it on like, you know, the news or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I did hear about was the whole situation with Simone Biles, you know, about her, you know, um dropping herself out of the all around individual um, competition to focus on her mental well-being. Let me just say that I am here for that. Um, I'm so glad that she used her platform to be able to say, like, you know what? I am under a lot of intense pressure right now. I don't really feel my best Mm -hmm. mentally and probably not even physically. Um, I'm going to take some time away to focus on me. Right. 
on my mental health. So I'm all here for that. Now, I did hear that um, recently she did um, get into the balance beam mm -hmm. competition and that she did win the bronze medal for that. So congratulations to her for that. But I'm hoping that she was not pressured into right. participating in that event. And it was something that she wanted to do because I still want her to be able to, you know, really work on her mental health if she feels like she still needs to do so. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I couldn't agree more with you because um, I was saddened or disappointed um, to read, you know, comments from individuals who instead of applauding this young lady for taking a stance to take care of herself, uh, you know, they actually took the opposite um, approach um, with regards to putting her down and making fun of her and just basically cyberbullying and things of that nature. And, you know, it's like none of us have never really had the type of platform that she has. Uh, we don't know what uh, Simone faces daily, um, you know, whether it's in the gym, um, during competitions, just even in her personal you know, you're in her personal life and things like that. And so when people decide to take a stance uh, for themselves, especially us as black women, because I don't feel like we do it enough. I feel like a lot of times we just give, 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 give until we just can't give right. um, anymore. So anytime that anybody can stand up a, a, a woman, a man, a child uh, and say enough is enough, I'm choosing me. Why not get behind that? To me, that's more admirable than somebody who's continuing to wear this cape and put on as exactly superwoman. Yeah, well, she's coming from a place of strength, but a lot of people there, you know, there's some people out there that's not necessarily seeing it um, as such. And I'm just happy that she, you know, she hasn't let the haters uh, get to her because, like I said, at the end of the day, we don't walk. Um, in the shoes that she has to walk in daily. And I'm glad that she does have people around her who do support her, who do encourage her uh, when it comes to her being the best version of herself that she can be. Mm -hmm. I agree. I definitely agree with that. And I hope that by what has happened to her, I hope that that continues to break the stigma yeah. on mental health and and, you know, the fact that Simone is a celebrity, I want to say that I also encourage individuals who aren't celebrities, Most you definitely. know, to really, you know, take care of your mental health and things like that. And I wish that, you know, a lot of our jobs would kind of, you know, acknowledge that a lot because, you know, how some don't even want you to do mental health days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like that's not considered adequate leave or whatever. But definitely just make sure you take care of yourself because pressure, I mean. It's bad enough that people are pressuring us to succeed and stuff like that. We don't need to put that pressure on ourselves if we don't have to. Most definitely, cuz. Most definitely. All right. So that's our take on that. Okay. It's kind of quiet tonight. I don't know where everybody at, but hopefully they'll come in soon. Uh, but it's okay. Nonetheless, we'll still make it work. So we will go ahead and get started with our topic of discussion where we call this old school versus new school music language chronicles. Okay, so a little bit of background on how we decided to do this particular episode. So 
as you know, music is basically a universal language. Mm -hmm. I feel like it extends culture, race, ethnicity, whatever have you. And it's something that can definitely bring people together, give people a voice, have people the opportunity to kind of just have fun, live life, enjoy yourself, this, that, and the other. So we wanted to do an episode where it reflects fun. And mm -hmm. what better way to do that than to talk about music? Because that's actually one of my favorite topics. I love music. I love every pretty much every kind of music. I just love how music makes me feel. And that's kind of how this episode came about. So... We kind of talked about it during the buzzworthy segment where you were talking about um, the baby and about just music today mm -hmm. <laughs> and not necessarily knowing who he is, what song he sings and stuff like that. So let's kind of talk about the old school versus new school. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how you feel about this particular topic, but right. I'm an old school person all day, every day. Actually, my favorite genre of music is the 90s decade. Yeah. Because to me, I feel like that was, okay, let me just say it, 90s and early 2000s. Like, I'll put 2000 in there. Okay. okay. Because, okay. because some parts of the music in the 2000s kind of was similar mm -hmm. in terms of sound to the music in the 90s. Okay. And the reason why I like that era so much is because pretty much every song in every genre was good in my opinion it, it was good like whether it was rap r&b pop um soul gospel heavy, even like heavy yes. metal like rock there was even some rock and roll songs like i was listening to back during those times right and so like even today, I still listen to that era mm -hmm. of music. Like, I can't even tell you who are like the most popular artists right now, except with the exception of a few. Yeah. Like, you know, we've talked a lot about Cardi B on this show and Megan Thee Stallion and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, I know about them and Bruno Mars and things like that. But like the the majority of the people that's out now, I don't I don't know who they are. And that's because I just I can't relate to their music and I just, I'm, I'm not able to, to follow them. And the thing that I love about the nineties and the two thousands music, because you felt something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether it was just reminding you of your first breakup, your first love, your first kiss, you know, anything like that. Like I get that from yeah. And, and I don't want to just say that 90s and 2000s music was just the best because even before that, like 80s and 70s and stuff like that, like a lot of music that our parents... Most definitely. <laughs> even that was popping too. Like I, I was here for that all. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely old school fanatic. What about you? Because I have to agree with you. Um, you know, you and I were both, we're both 80s babies. So of course we were raised uh, during the 90s and the 2000s and things of that nature. Um, and that's one of my most played radio stations, not only in my car, um, YouTube, Spotify, like any type of listening outlet. Um, nine out of 10 times, it's going to be related uh, to the 90s, to the 2000s. Um, just like you, I love the fact that during that time, uh, there were so many hits across so many different genres, but also like during that, that time we had like 
uh, groups, but you don't necessarily see a whole lot of groups. Right. Uh, today. You know, we had uh, we had Destiny's Child. Uh, we had um, TLC, 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 my personal favorite. Um, SWB. I mean, there's, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. And there's not a group that I can think of that did not kill, you know, they, they killed it in everything that um, they did. Even the rappers uh, during that time, you know, all, the, and I felt like during in, in, in that, in that particular time period, not only were the rappers and hip hop artists rapping about what they lived through, you know, what they were going through daily. Um, I even felt like that with the pop artists, with the R&B country, so on and so forth. And like you said, it just made it a whole lot more relatable. I know a lot of songs now that I listen to as an adult and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> Yo. I don't really know that these people were talking about this back then when right. I was listening to this as a child and or a teenager. Like, man, they was really going mm -hmm. uh, deep about some stuff and and probably I didn't have no business listening to it right. during that time period um, and things like that. But nonetheless, like, it's still music, like, you put on and it doesn't matter. Like, I got students who jam out to uh, the 90s and 2000s, um, you know, just older folks. Uh, whether it's like my aunts, my uncles, they can relate to that music. Like you said, we can relate to their music. Um, I remember um, a couple of years back going to like an Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, oh, concert. Yeah. and although, like I said, wasn't necessarily born in that era, man, when I tell you everybody was up on their feet and they was moving, people were having a good time, they're grooving. It's like we didn't have a care, you know, in the world. And that's because that music during that particular time period did just that. It, it brought us together. It made us smile. It made us, you know, cry. I think about Mary J. Blige, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of her songs, um, what's the song that comes to mind? Um, My Life. Oh, yes, definitely. That whole yeah. album went hard. That whole album right. went hard. And yes. like I said, listening to it back then, it's just like, dang, you know, I can really relate to what she was going through because I was facing some of my own traumas and trials and tribulations and things like that, that I necessarily don't necessarily get the feel of with the new artists and their musicianship and things of that nature, not putting them down. I'm just saying that I don't necessarily relate to what it is that they're talking about and things of that nature. They got some, um, um, what's the word I want to say? I like the beats. You know, right. I like the melodies and things of that nature. But as far as anything like remembering it, I don't have a clue. I'll be honest with you. Right. And I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I also appreciate from music from that particular era was because it's timeless. Yes. Like we are in 2021, but I get more satisfaction listening to a music from back in the 90s, the 80s, 70s, or whatever have you, and it's still relevant today, yeah. like in my life. Like some of these songs that are out currently, I don't see myself listening to this in 20 years. Yeah. Let alone next year. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or the next few months. Cause it just, I mean, it's just for this time right now, like it's not, I just don't see it standing the test of time. And that's when you know music is good. Right. When it can stand the test of time. Yeah. And one of the things, this is a soapbox thing that I have. One of the things that I don't like is when a lot of new artists, and not even the new artists, but even some of the fans, 
-hmm. of the new artists don't basically pay homage or respect the ones that came before them Yes. Trying to make it seem like this new artist is the best thing since sliced bread. Like, uh, no, what you're failing to realize is that there were people that paved the way yeah. for your favorite artists. They were able to walk so these people could run. Most you know definitely. what I'm saying? So, like, don't, don't, don't even do that. Right. So that's that's one thing that I don't like. I agree, cuz I agree. Um you know, one of my favorite artists today um, is I'm a big fan of Cardi B. Um, mm -hmm. and But I think about if it wasn't for the Queen Latifahs, if it wasn't for, you know, Salt and Pepper, if it wasn't for the Foxy Browns, the Little Kims, uh, Trina, uh, would she have the platform? Would she have the fame? Would she have the celebrity that she has now today? Because like you said, there were women um who necessarily have not even garnered the type of attention that she had um, just because during that time frame, you know, let's be honest, there were still barriers that needed to be broke down. Um, so they could have been great at what they were doing, uh, but not necessarily had a lot of support behind them. And so, like I said, because they've had to sacrifice um, in order to get to where they are at, like you said, now you're able to kind of celebrate and live the type of lifestyle and enjoy the things that you jo enjoy um, because of these individuals. And so we should never, ever, ever forget uh, right. where it is that we, we come from. Right. And in the same way, even with Nicki Minaj, Most you know, like, like a lot of those artists that you named, they paved the way for her, too. Yeah. Like we can't forget about Missy Elliott. We got to put her in there, too. Yeah. Missy Elliott, Lauren Hill, definitely yeah. paved the way. So, you know. You can like who you like, but just just respect the people that came. Respect on those people names before them because yeah. they deserve it and they've earned it. And you know, speaking of female rap, you know one female rapper that I don't feel like really gets put in these debates about top female rappers, and I feel like she should and we should oh. give her her flowers. The Brett. I agree. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you why. I agree. Because, because I was listening to her songs from her first CD um, mm -hmm. album. Um, it was called Functified. Yep. Okay. So her lead single, self-titled single from that album was called Functified. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to that other day and I was like literally like jamming in my room. And I was like, okay, this is still like going hard. Like even like 30 some years later, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, she really like was good. Like yeah. she, she was a lyricist, you know, she had great flow, you know, she was actually better than a lot of dudes in my opinion. Yeah, in terms I agree. Of rap. I agree. <laughs> And I know, like, back in the day, they used to call her, like, the female Snoop. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you listen to her flow, it is kind of similar yeah. to Snoop. But I feel like we need to give her her flowers. So, Debrad, if you listening, we're giving you your flowers. So, because you definitely was one of my favorites. Yeah. Female rappers. I agree, cuz. I agree. I even think about legends like, you know, the Patti LaBelle's and the Gladys. Right. Of our time, uh, Patti LaBelle is actually coming to Tallahassee uh, this fall, and from what I've what I'm hearing, like her concert is almost sold out, um, and I am excited to see 
um, what the makeup of that audience is going to look like, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be individuals from all different generations um, that are going to be in the building um, to see her when she comes out. Uh, you know, she's another one, you know, that's like the Elton Johns and Madonna's. She's still here. She's still around her voice. Um, her vocal range is still like crazy, 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 like ridiculous. Like, but she still has it. I mean, and she's beautiful. Like, look at her skin. I'm like, just like, what is your secret? Mm -hmm. like, patty, patty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And things like that. And so even with her, you know, paving the way for artists like our Alicia Keys, our Beyonce's, um, our Jordan Sparks, Jennifer Hudson's and, and things. Fantasias. Yeah, Artasia's um, and things like that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, my mom is in the building. Shout out to my mom. She said, don't oh, forget about Eve. I have forgot I about her mom. <laughs> I didn't I didn't forget about her. I actually was gonna bring her up, but um, yeah, she was she was good yes. artist too. She's one of my favorite love rappers. Eve. Love Eve. Yeah, Eve, -E, Illis yeah. Pitbull in the skirt. Yes. 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 So yeah, we can't forget about her either. But um, yeah, but we can definitely see how music has just kind of changed over time. I don't know if it's necessarily for the good. Well, it definitely ain't for the good in my opinion. <laughs> Cause I mean, with the exception of a few artists, yeah. cause you've got some artists that are still trying to, you know, keep the timeless music, respect thing going in music, like Bruno Mars. Love Bruno. I love him. Love in my Bruno. personal opinion, if he's a good mesh between Michael, which is my favorite artist of all yeah. time. And we're gonna talk about him in a little bit. Um, between Michael and Prince. Yeah. I think he's a good fusion of yeah. the two of them together. So um, I like the fact that he is always someone that shows respect and pays respect yeah. to the artists before him. Yeah. So when I talk about new school, I, I'm not talking about him. Like he, he's good. He's good. He's one of the people that I really like that's out right now. And um, like I like Neo. I'm a real big fan of him too. Okay. He's really good. Yeah, he hasn't put out anything lately, but um well, you know, he has a baby on the way, him and his wife. Oh, they had it. Oh, they had okay. They had okay. Yeah, I think they had I think they had a, a little girl. All yeah. right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I love Neo. Usher can't forget about Usher. Nobody can forget about Usher. Have you ever seen him in concert? I have yet to see him in concert. I heard though it's something like you have to put it on your bucket list. Yeah, because you know he's doing a residency in Vegas currently right now. Wow. Uh, you know, oh yeah, it's been like sold out. I can imagine. Yeah, it's been sold out. And they've been saying that he's done like a phenomenal job. I've never seen him like in a full-fledged concert. Like mm -hmm. I've seen him where he's kind of performed like with other people. Okay. Um, but even with that, he was still good. Like gotcha. he was awesome. Like, he definitely puts on a show. He definitely puts on a show. I think he he brought in the two thousands with yeah. Oh that yeah. Was, yeah, that was like the anthem for us back then. For our oh generation. yeah, the Confessions album that was my Ooh, ish. Yes. Yes. Well, let me just say that I've had debates on this with people. Like I like the Confessions album, but you know what my favorite Usher album was? What? 8701 and I don't think you get enough props. That was the one that had you don't have to call and um you remind me. Yeah. 
that I like that album and burn. No, not burn. That was confessions. Um, you got it bad. Excuse me. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, that was basically when he was dating Chili. That yeah. whole album, TLC. To me, Yo. anything that he put out during that time period, like it was fire. I mean, it was like a hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. There's like nothing I can think of that I do not like by Usher. And then to the, remember back in the day, the whole Confessions album, we thought, you know, that it was real. But to come to find out, he had fabric. All of that was kind of like for storytelling. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying that that actually a lot of those things that was discussed on the album was basically experiences of Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. Because yeah. he was an executive producer on that album. So yeah. just a fun fact for people that didn't know that. Great marketing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, so you're yeah, definitely a fan of Usher. Now, but, how, let me ask you, have you ever seen... One of my favorite artists that I got the opportunity to see in person a couple of years in concert, uh, depending upon what generation you were born into, um, is none other than the lovely, the beautiful, the dynamic Miss Fantasia. Oh, Have yes. I've seen her in concert. Yes, I've seen her quite a few times okay. in concert, actually. Okay. Love her. Love her. Puts on the show. Huh? You get. You definitely get your money's worth. How do you get your money's worth and being some? What that says. And what I love about Tasia is in spite of how talented she is, um, and this is for those of you all that have yet to see her in concert, um, at some point during her show, she is going to allow her background singers to show off their vocal strength. And when I when I tell you all, if y'all think Tasia can blow, man, these sisters behind her, it's crazy, y'all. I'm telling you, it's sick. It is on a whole nother level. And you know she getting ready to go in when she kick off them shoes. She do it at every concert. Um, and then, um, as always, she always ends, uh, you know, giving praises unto the man um, who has blessed her and allowed her to do um, what she does so effortlessly. Um, which is none other than the Lord above. And so mm -hmm. I'm just um, waiting on her to release a gospel album. She needs to quit playing and do it. Needs to quit playing with that. Like, I, I don't know why yeah. you're not doing it yet. You, you need to. Yeah. To me, I really believe that once she does, and I believe that it's coming, um, that is going to be her biggest selling album and not the ones that she's done necessarily related to R&B. I agree. I can see that. I can see that. You know my favorite song by her? And I still like listen to it. Free yourself. Let me tell you, that song got me through some times, honey. I feel like she was speaking to me. Yeah. I can relate to that. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. I know that's right. I'm like, <laughs> go ahead and free yourself. Free that's yourself. an anthem. It's an anthem yeah. right there. But yeah. Okay. So let's talk about legends. Okay. We spoke of a legend earlier. And that was Mr. Michael Jackson. Remember, I told you we was going to yeah. get back to you. Okay. So, just a little bit on why he's my favorite artist. Oh, one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, I followed his career, like, ever since I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, I became a fan of him from the Jackson 5 on up until This Is It, which was his last, you know, musical product that he put out before he died. Um, 
I love Michael because he's such an innovator. Um, definitely, definitely put his all into what he created, broke barriers, um, superb performer and dancer. I mean, let, let's just start there. And I loved his spirit and his heart. Okay. And I love how he was just such a giving and caring person. And I feel like to me, that's why I consider him to be the king of pop. And like, I have so many favorite songs by him. I don't even know how I can like put into words like what my actual favorite song for mm -hmm. him is. But if I had to just name one song of his that really, really speaks to me, it would be Will You Be There. Do you remember his song Will You Be There from yeah. um the Free Willy soundtrack? Yeah. I was listening to it the other day. I don't know what he was going through during that time when he recorded that song, but I felt him like that song literally like made me like cry. Mm -hmm. it, it puts tears in my eyes, especially the part where he's speaking in it. To me, it almost sounds like he was like talking to God. Th I mean, that's just what I get from that. Just from how powerful the words are and the lyrics was it, it just really seemed like he just wanted someone to be there yeah. and and that could have been during the time when he was dealing with the the first um child molestation allegations um but i just felt like i heard the pain in that song and 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 i love that song that that is actually a song that i listen to um you know maybe if i'm feeling a little not too good about myself, but I want something that's going to kind of speak to me and just make me feel like, you know what? If no one else is there, God is there. Oh, yes. And oh. I, I, I know that um, I know I can count on him. Yes. So that, that song kind of reminds me of that. So, yeah. Can't speak about legends and not talk about MJ. Like, I, I love, love him. Love him. I was so sad when he died. I like cried. I know you were. I, I, I was like that. Probably oh. was the probably the only celebrity that I cried over. Like I felt like that death touched me. It was like he was part of the family. Um, so much that during the time when he died, um, I can say that I actually um got a chance to go to Neverland Ranch, <laughs> you know, to um visit the site because that was literally when I went to California with um my best friend Lashandra. Um, that was around the time when he died. So we made it a point to, you know, visit his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but to also visit Neverland. So it was like two hours away from LA and we gotcha. was willing to make the drive so much because we wanted to like show our respect to him. And, you know, we so desperately wanted to go to the memorial service that he had, but they had a lottery system at the time so we was just like it's probably not going to be the odds that we both will get it <laughs> so but yeah but love michael so what about you there's some other legends too but he's definitely the first one i wanted to speak man. about i think oh gosh <laughs> man so if we're talking I would say about R&B, 
Um, we definitely need to pay homage to none other than the late Miss Whitney Houston. Yes, I um, her too. Grew up listening to her, and I think the first the first song I ever remember Whitney singing was when she sung the Star Spangled Banner mm -hmm. um, at the Olympics. Um, and to me, even till this day, nobody, and I mean nobody, um, has sung the Star Spangled Banner quite like she did. Um, and so that's what really caught my attention um, about her. She was fun. She was spunky. Um, once again, she was one of those musicians where her vocal range was just out of this world, especially during the time, the era in which we grew up um, in. We didn't necessarily have a lot of, a lot of artists um, who could sing as high um, as she did. And like I said, she just did it. Like it just came natural uh, mm -hmm. to her. I, there's not a ballad that she has sung that I do not, um, that I don't like. Um, like I said, I love all of her music from her dance jams, like I said, to her love songs. Um, probably the song that has stuck out to me uh, the most and what most people are probably going to remember by is I'll Always Love You. Um, when I tell you she poured her heart um, into that song, like you said, you felt as though Michael was talking to God. Mm -hmm. uh, you could definitely feel like she was having a conversation uh, with, you know, someone that she cared very deeply about been in a relationship, her lover, best friends and, and things like that. And so. Oh, um, they want to agree with you. He says now Nippy can say, oh, so you can say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He don't like Michael. I forgot about that. Yes. Of course, he wouldn't say anything about yes. MJ. But that's OK. It's about Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> So that would definitely be one of the legends um, that I hold very near and dear to my heart. I still listen to her music, um, even her interviews, you know, when she was going through um, and dealing with, you know, her demons with regards to substance abuse and, um, you know, her marriage to Bobby Brown and um, them being in the news and, and things like that. Um to me, she she tried to hold on as best as she could. Um, and for a while, for a moment, she was doing um, just that. Uh, I cannot remember the last song that she put out. Um, do, 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 do. Sing it for us. Sing it for us. I, I can't remember it. Um, was it I look to you. I look to you. Okay, yeah, yeah. I look to you. And it was something about when she sung that song, I felt like in that moment, she was at peace with God. She was at peace with every decision she had made in her life, whether it been good, bad, and or ugly. And regardless moving forth, you know, whether she was gonna be around for another 30 years or, you know, if her life was going to end right then and there, I felt like she was a-okay. Um, I agree. And so it was sad, you know, to hear, um, you know, how she did how she died in the manner in which she passed um, and things of that nature. And then not only, you know, a couple of years down the road, her 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 daughter passing mm -hmm. in such an eerily similar fashion um, as her mother. Um, but like I said to all of the R&B artists um, who are out there, especially the females like Whitney, if it was not for Whitney Houston, I don't necessarily know where you would be yeah. uh, as of right now. And yeah, so and like I said, I, I, I love her. Um, I supported her whether she was doing well 
Um, even when she hit her lowest um, of lows, I remember watching uh, her reality show. Remember that with her and Bobby Brown and yeah. uh, Christina uh, back in the uh-huh. day. This is when reality shows y'all were just getting started. So they were not uh, like they are the heavy editing that they have going on today. We didn't necessarily experience that back in the 2000s. That's when it was real. That's when it was real. I mean, y'all seen the good, bad, and ugly that these people were facing in their daily lives and things like that. Um, but like I said, we you can't pay homage to legends without giving uh, Miss Miss Houston her flowers. And as well. did you know that like Whitney and Michael were actually like good friends at one point? Like they were trying to say that they almost were dating. Mm-hmm. At one point, I so wish that they had a got together. You do? I, yeah, I do wish that they had a got. I think they would have been good together because I think that they could relate to each other. You know, they were both, you know, very similar in terms of like iconic status. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could have drawn them together. And just maybe we might have would have had them both alive. Well, we can't say that. We we we, we can't say that. Let me stop. Yeah. But like, I just think that they would have made a cute couple. I, I'm, I'm the only one here for that. That would have been here for it. I'm more so here for like a friendship. Um, <laughs> you know, them doing some songs together, uh, collaborating. I don't necessarily picture them as like an item and or a couple. Okay, <laughs> you know what, Day- what? I'm serious. He said, wait. No, I'm like, I no, don't, like, I don't no, see y'all, like, hear me out. In a romantic sense, I don't see it. No, no, seriously, though, seriously, though, like, for real, like, I could see them, because I think they said Michael had, like, a crush on her back in the day, or whatever. This was, like, during the bad era, like, when he had Bubbles the Chimp and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, she used to come to Neverland and visit and everything like that, but that's just me. I'll own it. I, I'll, I'll say that I'm, I would be here for it, but okay. yeah. Okay. So I also want to talk about Miss Mariah Carey. Yes. I love Mariah too. Yes. You know, they used to pit her and Whitney against each other back yes. then. They yeah. did. They did. But I love how Mariah just, even though they did compare her with Whitney, she still found her own lane and she's, yes. you know, stuck with that. And she just broke all types of records on mm-hmm. the Billboard charts and in music and and you know she's the queen of Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, so whenever I hear her song, it's officially the Christmas season for it me. Is. And it when is. Mariah say it's Christmas, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Time. So yeah. So we can't we cannot forget about Miss Mariah Carey. I agree, cause I agree. I love now her. moving on to rap hip hop. This person, I cried tears over when he passed. Was it pop? Tupac. It was Tupac. I Yo. am such a big Tupac fan. Uh, my parents didn't necessarily like me and my brother uh, listening to pop um, and things like that. But man, I'm a big person when it comes to lyrics. I'm a lyricist. I love hip hop artists that are lyricists. Those are our storytellers. You know, they're not just merely just rapping, just be rapping. They are telling stories. You know, from the beginning, there's a climax, there's an end, and then they want to make you, you know, they want to pull you on into the next song and things like that. And I think I felt like Pop did um, a very good job um, of that. You know, with and Brenda's got a baby. Uh, keep your dear, head up. Keep your head up, dear mama. Like, we can go on and on and on. Um, and and can we just also say he was fine? He was. <laughs> 
I had the biggest crush on him in Poetic Justice. Him and Janet. Oh, when he was lucky. Yeah. I was kind of envious of Janet, you know, but I mean, nobody could, nobody could touch Janet. Yeah. So. Well, do you, do you remember when he guest starred on Different World? He played the character. Pickle, he was, yeah. he was Piccolo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was here for him then too. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. he felt like at first that Jada Pickett's character was switching out because she was at, at college and things like that. I remember that. I remember that. Okay, they mom said, "Oh, I think I think that might be a challenge." He was like, "When she said lyricist, I thought she was about to drop some bars." No, not me, Dayma. <laughs> I can rap for people's music, but no, I am in no shape form, state form, or fashion a lyricist. No, I'm not. I'm not a rapper. But like I said, I love Tupac. Um, like I said, "Dear Mama," man, that song, that song hits. It hits hard. Um, and I kind of felt like, I think for me, when I first heard it, um, and like I said, really picking apart his lyrics. And like I said, mm -hmm. you really get the opportunity to see into his life and what he was having uh, to deal with. And not only that, um, given my own experiences with working with troubled youth, especially from the type of neighborhoods in which Pop grew up with, um, it definitely humbles you. It makes you more sensitive to what these individuals are going through day in and day out. Um, and as, as a result, you become less judgmental mm -hmm. of people and why people choose to do the things that they do. Um, I don't inherently think that just people are just bad um, or that they're evil. Uh, but sometimes just the places, the people we're around, our experiences uh, will create um, those type of spaces uh, for us. Um, and as a result, you know, we make the decisions that we do to do whatever it is that we choose um, to do. But like I said, I was heavily upset. And I remember Shanika, we was in the eighth grade at McIntyre Park. Oh, um, yes. When it was that. announced that um, Tupac um, had passed. And I used to wait every day for my mom or my dad under the big tree, the big oak tree in the back of the school. And I remember just breaking down, crying, um, you know, when we got when we got that news because he a he was young mm -hmm, 25 um, the the manner in which he was you know he passed um that was senseless and to this day um you know his murder still has not been solved which is just mm -hmm. crazy. it's jarring uh to me i felt like he still had so much more in him uh, yes. to, to get across and once again people you know that you 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 know that you a legend when people now take your music, his music now is being taught in mm -hmm. colleges and universities. Like you can take courses on Tupac's music because that's just how deep, you know, he went, like I said, he's not just rapping just to be rapping. Like it's so much symbolisms and metaphors. It is, it symbolism. is, poet, you know, poetry. He, he definitely was a poet um, and things like that. So to even see it now, like I said, that the newer generation is getting the opportunity um, to appreciate, to take part in what we got firsthand growing up as, as children and teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought Tupac. I love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. And you know what makes me so mad when I don't think I, he he's definitely respected, but I know that a lot of people don't have him in their top five they favorite don't. rappers, and I don't know why. Because a lot of people say they don't consider him like a rapper like that. I'm like, yes, he is. Like that man spoke the truth. He did. 
I mean, and he gave you a little bit of everything. He gave you the inspirational music. He gave you like the hood classic. Like, I mean, come on, like that's versatility to me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, how how do you not like that? Yeah. Cause like my favorite song by him. I'm sorry, don't judge me, but I love um. I know it's not called ain't nothing but against the party, but um, what what's it called? It's the one he had with Snoop. I know it's what you're talking um, about. America's Most Wanted. That's yeah. it. I, I always call ain't nothing but against the party, but I know that's not what it's called. It's called America's yeah. Most Wanted. That is my song. I had to sneak and listen to that growing up. Like I said, my mom wanted. Mm -mm. She went, let's not listen to that, honey. That was the yeah. more ratchet. He letting you know, you know, I'm not the one to sit up here and be messed with. Um, right. But at the same time, I can get down with it, get down, I can have fun. Mm -hmm. um, that type of thing. Um, I also love I Ain't Mad At You. Okay. That was another one of my favorite songs. Okay. And then the video on top. Okay. Yes, the video of him with the white. Y'all, like I'm it, telling y'all. It, it was crazy. the white. It was the white suit. For yes. Me. Yes. Where he was looking like a black angel. He was. He was, honey. Yes. Okay. Probably, let me stop. probably why I love bald headed men today. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes okay so yeah we definitely gotta put tupac in there um how you feel about biggie i was a biggie fan too i was a biggie fan as well i didn't like the fact that they once again pitted them against each other which to me um was part of the reason that brought about the demise of both um the both of them and by the time mm -hmm. that i felt like the two of them were starting to move beyond the beef um you know, unfortunately, it was too late. Um, and for both of them, I really feel like if they were alive today, just the effect that they would now have upon yes. the music industry oh, um, and things like that. So another life that was gone down and taken from us um, mm -hmm. too soon. Yeah. And I think, wasn't it like six months later yeah. after Tupac? Like it was it was not that long ago after yeah. Tupac. Yeah. In the same way. Same way. Oh, murdered. It's still the crime. The case has not been solved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So still, but yeah, definitely, definitely a legend. But I love game. the fact that even in the death of their sons, both of their mothers were able to come together. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. I want to say it was at the MTV uh, Music Awards when P Diddy and Faith and uh, One Twelve um, did the dedication um, to Biggie, um, and like I said, both. Tupac and uh, Biggie's mother um, came out on stage. They actually did a lot of uh, work together in the community surrounding social justice and, uh, you know, just the combative forces between the East and the West Coast battle um, that was going on at that time and things um, like that. So, like I said, even though that, you know, they were no longer with us, it was still good to see um, that people around them were affected in such a positive way um, mm -hmm. in order to continue on their legacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love Nas. I can't forget yeah. about him. I don't think, I don't think he get enough flowers he either. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. People yeah. be sleeping on Nas. Because, you know, he just won, like, his first Grammy. I want to say it was this year. Yeah. And, you know, I don't really put a lot of stock in the Grammys anymore because it's not what it used to be. It no. used to be, like, a big deal if people got a Grammy. Now they just give them to me. They just hand them out like candy. Um, to me, but it's a popularity you, concert. Right. And did you know, like, Tupac has never got a Grammy. I think Biggie never got one. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that. But I know Tupac had never gotten one. Like yeah. a lot of people that you think who deserve it, who would have gotten one and who deserve it, they didn't. Yeah. They never got one. 
But yeah. 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 And of course, you know, hip hop, we can't we can't forget about that dirty South hip hop. Okay. <laughs> um let, let, let's, you know, the outcast, you know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love, love outcast. Yeah. That when it when the outcast song came out. Okay, on. you know, have to have to shout out no limit. Yes. You know, like mystical and um masterpiece. Nah, nah. Yes, all of them. And my personal favorite, mine and yours, cash money. Um Ooh. juvenile, you know, yeah. yeah. Anybody that know me know my anthem is um back that thing up. I think that's a lot of ours from the 90s. I mean, <laughs> yeah, take, taking over for the 99 to 2000. I'm telling you to this day, like if that song come on, it's it's over. Like it's yeah. it's that's that's the ratchet Shaniqua comes out. Like I'm sorry, like that song, it brings it out of me. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, so oh, yo <laughs> love, love that record. That to me, that song is like a Negro spiritual in the oh, black community. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like when people play it, you know, they get they gotta get on the dance floor. They gotta get on the dance floor. So oh, I forgot about your mom just brought up a gut. Yes. Yes. Uncle Luke. Oh, who's saying shake my head? Who is this? What you shaking your head at, MJ? Okay. Tell me what you're shaking your head at now. Probably when you referred to backing that thing up on the, in the same context as a nigga spiritual. <laughs> That's no, I'm just saying, what I meant by that was the fact that that song is just so popular. Like it's a staple in the black community and y'all know this. So that's what I meant by that. Okay. So don't shake Uncle me. Luke. I remember I also couldn't, I had to sneak and listen to him. Uh, to Uncle Luke was kind of, I ain't gonna say kind of, he was, you know, he was raw. Okay, I mean, is this a tax Shaniqua evening? Okay. You know, because I kind of made a face too now when you said that. <laughs> Come on, cuz. You can't put that in the same but category with the That's just, that's just, that's just what I was, that's just me, you know, just because it did you listen to Uncle Luke? Oh, yes, definitely. Captain coming, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. even when he was with two live crew, yep, Hoochie yeah. Mama, mm -hmm. still, still on my playlist, yeah, today, yep, yep, listen to all he of them. came to Tallahassee, I can't remember if it was for the first Fault Fest or the second Fault Fest that they had. Um, but one thing that I really liked about him, of course, by then, you know, he's much older, um, more settled and things of that nature. Of course, they played, um, you know, all the songs he's necessarily known for. But I remembered that they were going to have a twerking um, contest in some contexts. And um, before the DJ was getting ready to play the music, he actually asked um, the cameraman to turn off the cameras. Um, and at first, you know, as an audience member, I'm just like, you know, why is he doing, you know, doing that and things of that nature. But, um, his stance was, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all out here having fun, um, and things like that. Um, 
the majority of us are professionals. And, you know, we have businesses, we have families, we have brands that we're trying to build and things like that. And he didn't in any shape, form or fashion want to put those ladies in a position where all of that, you know, um, could come down crashing within a matter of seconds because we know, you know, people love to go live and uh, film you and things of that nature. So yeah. um, in that moment, I had a lot more respect uh, for him compared to what I had with him growing up because, you know, I just got, felt like he was kind of filthy um, and things like that. But yeah, shout out to Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you had the West Coast. You had like uh, Dr. Dre and them, but the chief yes. name. Baby. And, um, yeah, so... So it was even like me and you was talking, remember, plenty, even about like gospel music, Shaniquia. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact, as much as our family stayed in church, and everybody who know our family know that we stayed in church from sun up to sun down. We went to probably everything that the church at Mount Zion Primitive Baptist Church was offering at that time in Thomasville. Uh, but I know one thing that got me excited about being a Christian, just got me on fire for God, was Kurt Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know, because before then, we didn't necessarily have like that mixture of hip hop, rap, uh, reggaeton. Like he just did some of, you know, everything. He still had the old fashioned like uh, re- response and reply as far as like choirs uh, was concerned and things like that. So um, to me, even he has helped um, to broaden um, or bridge the gap when it comes to gospel music. Um, especially in the black community. To me, he made it fun as a child, as a teenager, like I said, to want to know more um, about God because of his music and things like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I love a lot of his songs. You know, the whole different eras of Kurt Franklin where he was with the different people, you know, God's property and the family. Mm-hmm. I think it was the revolution at one point. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so it was so many people. Mary, Mary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Love them. Yolanda Adams. I can't forget about her. She's another powerhouse. Yeah. Another singing. I don't, she don't sing, y'all. She sang. Yeah. And, and let's sang. not forget Yolanda about the legend. And let's not forget about the legend, Miss Shirley Caesar. Miss Shirley, Shirley Caesar. Caesar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got to give her her props too. Most definitely. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to say this. I know we had already talked about female rappers, but I forgot to also give Foxy her props. Foxy Brown. Yes. Because um, I feel like she's another one that doesn't necessarily always get um her flowers too for whatever yeah. reason because she was a dope lyricist. I mean, flow is crazy. Like insane. Like really could compete like i was saying with the brat with the dudes i mean love it love it so definitely her and then i forgot about janet with the legends janet Janet yes Yes. them too yeah you can't forget about them i think we touched on all the major ones yes janet was i mean she's still her beauty Mm -hmm. transcends time i mean she looks flawless um even at her age she's still you know even when she was performing you know before COVID and things of that nature I mean Jenna still has it she still mm-hmm. got it she and she's one of those people like I said I mean we'll be talking about Janet years to come mm-hmm. she's so humble yeah uh, 
He's so kind. She's one of those celebrities you don't hear a lot about. You know, she she doesn't put her business, her her personal life um, out on social media. Uh, what she wants you to know about her. Um, she puts out that and what she doesn't. You know, like I said, she keeps for herself and those near her. And I respect mm -hmm. um, that about her. She, too, um, has some some very sensual um, song selections. Um, like I said, I used to listen to back in the day and listen to one as an adult. It's just like, ooh, you know, like, oh, my, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. My spirit right now to handle, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Janet, you go, girl. Like, that's <laughs> control. Yes. <laughs> Definitely like her coming into her womanhood album yeah. here for it. Yes. But um, so just had to bring her up. And then, like I said, and, and Prince, too, you know, with. Just his just being a musical genius oh, that he was, I mean, able to play all these different instruments, just knows how to put on a performance and, you know, would be so like just so down. Like, so he seemed like he would be so down to earth. Like, I would love to have had a conversation with him, yeah, with him to just to talk about life and and things like that. So shout out to them, too. So yeah. sad when he died as well. Yeah. And then we can't forget about Luther. See, so many people that we it's can talk so about. So many people. Yeah, so many people. Just so many people that just kind of just have paved the way. And then, like you, go ahead. I actually wanted Luther to sing at my wedding. Uh, you wanted him to sing here and now? I, I did. I wanted him to sing me down the aisle. I was going to find whatever funds I needed to find um, in order to finance and pay him. Uh, to be there, but he was one of the people, even as a child, as a teenager, I wanted him at my wedding because, like, I, he has a voice like none other. And although I, we remember songs like The Here and Now, um, even thinking about the song The Dance with My Father, oh, yeah, to me, like, even that, even today, still brings tears to my eyes. Like I said, when you really listen to the lyrics, and even you know, for those of you all, if you've never seen the video, watch the video along. Uh, with it as 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 well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And then we can't forget about Brandy, Monica. Oh my God, mm -hmm. Aaliyah. Just so many, so many. So many. And I know we talked about the girl groups. You know the TLCs and and things like that. Um, got, can't forget about the guy groups. Mm -hmm. Can't forget about guy groups. You know, like your boys and men, your new additions. My personal favorite, Joe, uh, Drew Hill and Jodeci. Love them. Yes. Love them. I'm still waiting on the versus battle. Guys, make that happen, please. <laughs> that was a big boys to me and fan. That was like my favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. I was Jodeci. Jodeci. Jodeci mm -hmm. had some good hits, too. Now, I'm not going to lie. They had some good hits as well. You really couldn't go wrong with neither one. Boys to Men, to me, was more of the the good boys. That's kind of how they were branded uh, during our particular era. And, of course, Jodeci was more so the bad, you know, the bad boys. They stayed in the trouble and all that kind of stuff. But, like I said, it could sing their hearts out. Um, mm -hmm. And things like that. And, like I said, they've also released some good music um, as well. And they continue to do so even today. Um, although they're doing more so separately, they're not, you know, necessarily doing a lot of collaboration with one another. Um, but the songs that I even I've heard, you know, in the past year or so, I mean, they still sound good, good to me. Yeah. Again, just going back to that timeless 
yeah timeless music that i mean it just reminds me of like you know those infomercials that would come on back in the day with like time life classic soul balance and all mm-hmm. that stuff like that and, you know and they would always have them commercials talking about um hey let me borrow that now my brother you gotta get your own you know <laughs> <laughs> that infomercial where he was saying yeah that's how like i feel about like that type of music and yeah and that's why like music is definitely a coping skill for me and you know because music can definitely just represent all different type of emotions like a lot of times if you don't necessarily know the words to describe like how you're Mm -hmm. feeling um you can probably just like play a song you can and be like this is it you know this is yeah. it right here like this yeah and and i think that's one of the reasons why i like i love talking about music and even in my profession like i like to incorporate music into my sessions that i have with clients because it's just something that everybody can relate to it is yeah it and, is. and i always like encourage my you know clients to kind of like think of a song that kind of represents you know them from their past life their present and who they want to be in the future mm-hmm. and that has um gotten a lot of good um feedback about that um so yeah it's definitely fun to talk about music I've done an activity with my high school students um a lot of times before we start our workshops um, where I will allow them about five to 10 minutes um, and they can pick a song that basically describes how they're feeling, you know, in that moment or how they've been doing throughout the day. Um, and then afterward, they can play a snippet um, of the song. Um, of course, um, we want the non-explicit version <laughs> and things like that. And then we have a discussion afterwards, you know, talking about, you know, why they chose the song, what resonates uh, for them and things like that. And a lot of times, um, some of the music I can recognize some of it, like I said, because it is more so for their generation. I don't, but a lot of the songs that they have shared, I have actually added those song selections to my playlist. So all is not lost on, uh, new school artists and artistry. Like I said, there are still tons of musicians out here today, um, that are doing a fabulous job, Uh, with regards to the talent, the skills, their craft that they have been um, given. Um, And, you know, some of them are going to also be legends in their own right um, as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think sometimes, this could be just me, I think people kind of lose the word, use the word legends too loosely for Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) I'll be like, you got to put in the word. Most definitely. I got to be able to feel you. Most definitely. When you singing, and not only that, but like just just in your music in general, and like I gotta be able to vibe you. And like I said, the key word here, y'all, timeless. Timeless. Yeah, and and a lot of the people that we named, their music is timeless. Like it's yeah. it's, it's still gonna be here. Oh yeah. It's still gonna be here. It transcends. Oh yeah. It's just the time, and that is real music do you have a song that describes you like in the current phase that you are in your life or that kind of just speaks to you oh cousin i have to think about that (laughs) that's a critical thinking question (laughs) um wow what the current phase i'm in 
That's a good question. I think one of the songs that speaks to me, um, and I feel like daily I am getting there, um, is none other than Jill Scott's "Living My Life Like It's Gold." You know that's what? I of, was just about to say yeah, that. That's one of that's a song that I can play over and over on my playlist. Um, because, like I said, that's where I'm currently um, at. I'm making some moves. Um, I'm doing some things um, and I'm taking a stance for me, um, whether people around me like it or not, um, because I feel like a lot of times in life I have put myself to the side in order to please people. And I'm at a point in my life that I'm ready to take charge. Um, I have taken charge um, and moving my life forward. Um, and like I said, either you're going to be for me, you're going to get on my train. And if you decide not to, no love loss. Um, but I'm going to continue to move forward in whatever, whatever direction that is. So, yes, when I think about a song as of now, that's what comes to mind is um, Golden by Jill Scott. That was going to be mine, too. Oh, well. for, for, yeah, for a lot of the reasons, because I feel like I'm at a, a point in my life where I'm really just trying to embrace um, everything and yeah. that I am. And I feel like that song really kind of speaks to me in that way. And... India Ari brown skin because oh, you know I mean yeah. I'm a I mean I love my brown skin yes. and um again that's all about embracing yeah who I am you know my flaws and all yeah isn't that a Beyonce song yes it is yeah so um <laughs> but yeah so I was looking for Damon to know. I know where the queen be fans ain't nobody saying about Beyonce. I mean, hey, you can talk about you know who you like, who inspires you too. So anybody that's in the audience, in the viewers, but um, you know, so just just a lot of different people, and like I was saying before, just music can tell a story. Yeah, which is which is why um I think it's such a a good topic to talk about and it's fun most definitely to talk about music most definitely i know we really get it deep into this episode um and we don't want to hold people too long but was there anything else that you wanted to say about music lakeisha i think that we hit on it we touched on what we could touch on um like i said music is one of those topics of discussion we could go on and on um, forever and a day, we could break it down into subcategories and things like that. Right. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh hold on. We got someone in the comment. Left a lot. I ain't trying to argue tonight. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. It, I, okay. I just Have figured, figured out, out who, 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 I figured MJ, out who MJ was. Yes. Yes. Um. So the reason why he said is because he's a big Beyonce fan, oh, <laughs> and yeah. and I'm and I'm not saying that I don't like Beyonce either. So I'm not trying to argue with anyone either. So if you want to talk about Beyonce and how much she means to you, um, feel free to do that. You know, this is a open podcast. You know, everybody can share their opinions and express their thoughts. <laughs> but just make sure to do it before we close this episode. <laughs> He was a mess. He no, was I mean, no, or you can leave your comments later after this episode um posts and does the playback or whatever. But um, yeah, so anything else? 
Nothing on my end cause anything from you to close us out. No, other than I do want to share an insightful moment. Okay, so for people that have been following us for a while, um, we always like to end our episodes with what we call an insightful moment. And this was something that was sent in um, a while back. It's from Johnny. Um, he follows us. And he's one of my friends. He basically said everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. So thank, thank you, you, Johnny, for sending that in and sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Well, guys, this is our season finale. So we hope that you all enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed um, going down memory lane with us <laughs> as we talked about memory lane. Yes, as we, you know, talked about what music meant to us and some of our favorite artists has kind of gotten us through um, happy times, difficult times in our lives. And we hope that you were able to gain something from it and, you know, think of ways that music can, you know, be a coping skill mm -hmm. in your life. OK, and also, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you like this video, share this video and also follow. Like and follow us. Insightful Conversations with SNL on Facebook and Instagram. Our username is at Insight Combo WSL. And please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're trying to get our subscribers up. So, you know, please feel free to do that. And then also for everybody that doesn't like to watch videos, but you prefer to listen instead, like I said in the beginning of the episode, we are on all major audio podcast platforms. So check us out there. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I had. Anything on your end? None on my end, cuz thank you all so much uh, for your continued support, your love, your encouragement uh, with regards to Shaniquia and I. Um, feel free to DM us, um, send us an email if you got any suggestions um, when it comes to content for season three. Uh, definitely let us know. Um, we're all about um, garnering as much feedback in order to improve um, our podcast, but also making sure that we are giving you uh, material that you all want and not necessarily just because it's something that we want to necessarily sit up here and talk about. And so Thank you all for taking time out of your day uh, to spend it uh, with us. Trust and believe it has not gone unnoticed. And until next season, be blessed. Stay safe out here in these COVID streets. Yes, because COVID um, is still out there, y'all. It never left. Yes. Okay, let's let's just say that. It never left. This Delta Bring variant. Yes. Yes, it's going out. Yes. Get vaccinated if you want to, you know, if you, yes. you're still on the fence, you know, continue to do your research and do what works best for you. Okay. Yes, so y'all stay safe out there. Love each other. Try to do something nice for someone else and yes. just live your life like it's golden. Like Jill Scott said, because that's what we're going to do. All right. So y'all take care. Till next time.
Till next week. Peace. Peace.